that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast as I'm talking out my ass with Carlos Hornbrook who is a lawyer and tax lawyer and real estate guy. and But he's also a financial planner and a uh, stockbroker. And we're going to talk about whether or not Congress should be able to buy and sell stock, which I don't think they should be able to. But guess what? Lucky pants in that bill. Carlos Hornbrook, talking out my ass right after this. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, we're talking to my buddy Carlos Hornbrook who... How many different things you got on your uh, on your business card now? Let's see, you're a bank, well, you're a tax lawyer, you're a lawyer lawyer, you're a financial planner, you're a stockbroker, and a newlywed. So that's enough. Right, and, and also real estate. And oh, I forgot about that one, yeah. But if you put them all together, Spud, uh Beside the newlywed is, you know, you are uh, a financial planner because all those uh, buckets add up to, uh, you know, your net worth and, and wealth and how to preserve it. Ben, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a really bad, tasteless joke right now, and it has to do with a pot and a window. But we'll just leave it at that, you know, because <laughs> right. I, ain't, I, ain't I ain't got the pot and I ain't got the window there, Carlos. So, but the reason I... Um, the reason I called you, by the way, how are you doing your newlywed no account? You know, you've been. You know. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, the only thing that's, uh, you know, the flying the ointment is this COVID uh, stuff. But if, if it wasn't for that, I mean, everything would be rolling well. Yeah, it's getting pretty old, quite frankly. The pro- You know, there's been so much conflicting information and. So many conflicting opinions, and then and then nobody knows who to trust anymore. Nobody does trust anyone anymore. People are wearing masks who don't have to, and people aren't wearing masks who should. And uh, you can get shot and still get the COVID. So what's the point of getting the shot? So it's uh it's pretty irritating, I have to say. So it is, it is getting irritating, and it's you know starting to get frustrating. No, I think it's past frustrating. That's why it's getting to be irritating. But but look, look on the bright side, man. You got a beautiful wife. I tell you what, all of us are sitting there going, man, that Carlos must be a smooth talker because what a babe. So. <laughs> all my LSU teammates and coaches say I, I, I'll kick my coverage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All right. Yeah, and by the way, weren't you just now telling me that the there's, there's – uh, what, how many different people? Again? There's like 13 scholarship recipients and a bunch of walk-ons. What were you saying before I called you on? It's, uh, the LSU game tonight, it's going to be interesting to watch because it uh, supposedly had 45 scholarship players and, and maybe about 30 walk-ons that are going to be playing in this game. 
today. Mm-hmm. And all the all the walk-ons are all hoping to be a scholarship player, and all the scholarship players are going, we better do something good if we're going to keep our scholarships because there's a new coach in town. Right, and, and, and you know, with the you know with the transfer portal, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, I think smaller schools are going to get hurt with that. When you know, if you have somebody good play at a smaller school, it gives them a chance to move up, uh, play at a you know at a higher level where the, where the pro scouts can see them, and vice versa. If you if a coach makes a makes a mistake on evaluating a player, you know, boom. They're out. They're out of there because they bring other players to you know to take their place. Where yeah. before they he wouldn't let them ride. Yeah. What is this new coach going to do, man? You know, is that something else? Is like okay. So they brought Brennan back, the 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 quarterback who left, and then when Coach O left, he brought Brennan back. I don't even understand how those rules work. I thought if you transferred schools. Uh, and by the way, we're not talking about LSU football in this podcast, but I have to hear this kind of stuff. What uh, if you transfer schools, you you don't even get to play for a whole year for something? Well, I don't know those rules. I don't understand them. It used to be like that, but now I think is it because of COVID or the NCA uh, is you know they they they're playing with a losing hand. You know, I mean, maybe in five or ten years the NCA will cease to exist. But right now, you can... You, you can, wait, wait. You think in the next five, but less than ten years, there ain't going to be any NCAA anymore? Right. I don't think there's going to be an NCAA, because it's just... Why, why have it? Well, that's certainly the truth, because they certainly can't make up their mind about anything. But but the transfer... Like, you can say you're going into the transfer portal, and that gives you the, the chances to talk... You know, the opportunity to talk to other coaches... To see, you know, what their, you know, if you transfer to their school, what their plans are for you. Now, you don't have to transfer, and you can come back. I mean, you can just stay in school and come back as long as you got the required hours of that mm-hmm. NCAA requires. You need to have 24 hours within a year. You know, that's including fall, summer, and uh, fall, spring, and summer. You just got in that in those in that in those three semesters you have to get twenty four hours and now the schools make up these three week sessions three or four week sessions in between those to be able to get their uh, you know players eligible yeah. but uh, with, with in the case with Brennan you know, he still was at LSU he was still going to classes okay yeah. And, he did go talk to, you know, I heard he went to go talk to Southern Miss. I went, I heard he went talk to Ole Miss. And I think uh, when when this other kid left, the Tech John, uh, Johnson left the, uh, the Texas A&M, they reached back out to him and said, look, why don't you stay? And, uh, and, he, and I'm glad he decided to stay. Well, okay. Uh, me too. And I, I'm... I'm completely buying your uh, statement about the NCAA disappearing. I just wonder what's going to take place. All right, the reason I called Carlos Hornbrook and, and rattled off all of his titles and such and financial planner, though, but the stockbroker part is what I want to talk about. I read an article here about a month back, and uh, it was about, it was frankly, uh, uh, it was a Fox News article basically commending a couple of MSNBC reporters who reamed out Nancy Pelosi when she made a comment about members of Congress being able to buy and trade stocks. And 
you know, why is it one of them just point? How can this not be legal? How can how can this not be illegal? Because it's 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 uh, the height of insider trading. Members of Congress or their staffs get to hear about all kinds of information. And so that's why I called Carlos to, to talk about insider trading. And then we'll talk in the next segment about Congress and how they should approach if they do own stock. What exactly? I mean, I guess it's exactly what it says. But what exactly constitutes insider trading, Carlos? Well, it, it's the illegal uh, practice of trading stock on an exchange to one's own advantage, having having access to confidential information. Like the example I uh, uh, told you earlier today, uh, let's, we'll use McKenzie, well, okay? Uh, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, you just use that business. Yeah, okay. And uh, I'm a stockbroker, but uh, my wife is the bookkeeper at McKenzie, and she tells me over dinner, the books are bad, uh, we're, we're going out of business, we're going to cease to exist. So then I call you, but I tell you that. I tell you I had during dinner my wife told me this information, and you sell your stocks in McKenzie, or vice versa. McKenzie was going to buy another company. You know, yeah. Uh, if I use that, that would be insider trading. But if I called you up and go, Spud, look, uh, I don't think McKenzie's doing well. I think it might be better to, uh, you know, sell that stock. And, uh, and then, you know, buy Tasty Donuts. And then if you did, that wouldn't be insider trading. That but, but would not. That just, that sounds like, that is such hair splitting about, I mean, the only difference is that you didn't say your wife was the bookie. And if what happens, <clears throat> what would happen if I knew your wife was the bookkeeper for McKenzie's? And then all of a sudden you tell me, mm, I don't think McKenzie's doing that good. I'm going to go, I bet you his wife told him something. So I'm going to bail on McKenzie's. Well, you see, I didn't. You see, I didn't. You, you made that decision on your own. You didn't. You didn't use any. Yeah. I use the fact that you brought it up, and I know your wife is is uh, is the bookkeeper over there. I mean, that's yeah. Now, I, I, I could come. I mean, if you had not told me anything, and I just look at McKenzie's and go, you know, there's a whole lot of flies up inside their king cakes over there with the brioche. Maybe it's time for me to bail on them. That would sounds to me like be my decision, but you telling me, you know that, and if you tell me that, but I don't know your wife is the bookkeeper, okay? I mean, then maybe I can see your argument. But if you and I are friends, I know your wife's the bookkeeper, and you come tell me Mackenzie's it don't look that good to you, I'm gonna go. Oh, his wife told him they're bailing, so you know. Because I don't tell you that. Uh, my wife told me about the books. Now, what do you think? Do you think this is fair? A mutual company like American Funds sends one of their analysts to go talk to the CEO, of, say, you know, Microsoft, okay? And Microsoft tells them during that conversation, oh, look, we're about to come out with this product and it will change the world. Now, he goes back to MFS. And tells the has a meeting with the the managers there that uh, you know the different um, money managers there that are, you know that are running the different funds at MFS this information and they buy up MFS stocks. That's called research. It's not called insider trading. It sounds like insider trading to me. Oh yeah, 
It is, but it's but called, that's, but it's called research. Oh, because they get to make the rules? Is that the deal? What would happen if I did that? Well, if you did that and then you went and told other people you would be in trouble and then the other person that bought the stock, your friend that you told bought the stock, second chain reaction, well, could be would have to give up their, you know, their gains and all and, and, and you know, be fined by the SEC. All right. I got to stop because now you're, you're leading me down another path about that uh, GameStop stuff that happened before. But the main reason I talked to you was about Congress. So we're going to step away for a second. Carlos Hornbrook is my guest and my friend. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, what I just said, the members of Congress and whether or not they should be buying stocks. This is a Spudcast podcast talking out my ass right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. And we're back talking to mega brain Carlos Hornbrook, who has so many irons in the fire. How do you keep track of all that stuff you do, man? Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, thank God for computers and... Uh... And basically, it's just, you know, it, it, I'm basically really doing one thing, financial planning, mm-hmm. even though I, I have these other things. So, you know, you just, you know, I just got to, you know, you know fi- I, I still do it the old way. I keep files to the shoot of my wife, but, uh, you know, because I'm growing out my home office. But I basically just keep files and just, you know, just make a list of who I'm working on for that day and then just, you know, finish finish up and then start the next day again. All right. Well, we were talking about Congress, and uh, you, you brought up something in the break there about Joe Lieberman and the Stack Act. So, so again, I mean, I've more than once I've read articles about this, but this, this one really got me when they were going after— uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, saying, how can this possibly be legal, what you're doing? And you told me Joe Lieberman was behind passing a piece of legislation saying how or can members of Congress buy stocks. Uh, we spoke before when I asked you to do this, and you said, yeah, they should be able to buy like mutual funds, government bonds, things like that. But individual stocks, I mean, that's that just if 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 one of their staff members or one of them sit in on some information from the uh, from the financial committee, they can walk out the door, make two phone calls and all of a sudden either make a killing or avoid losing their ass. So, you know, should they should members of Congress who make these kinds of laws and these kinds of decisions, should they be able to purchase anything other than bonds and mutual funds and things like that? Well, uh, the Stock Act, which was passed in uh, 2012 uh, and signed by President Obama, just also just says you have to inform Congress on what stocks you purchase, okay? But there's congressmen that aren't doing that, and that's where they're getting in trouble. Uh, yeah. and, and then, but if you, don't, if you don't do that, the fine is $200. 
which you know, it's, it's, which is another perfect reason or uh, why you know you sit here and talk about the president's approval or disapproval ratings congress always has crappy approval ratings and this is a perfect example of why they do because they're cheating and if we if you and me and joe blow from kokomo were to do this same thing we, I mean, we certainly would pay more than two hundred dollars. I mean, how many people in jail because of, of, of insider trading? I know, I know. Uh, what's her face didn't go. What was that woman's name? Who's that cooking woman? Uh, what, what, uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, what was that lady's name? Yeah, yeah, Mar Martha. No, God, whatever. The woman who cooks with Snoop Dogg. You know. But here's the here. She, she, what she did was the example like I gave you. Her stockbroker told her she should sell, okay? But he got it on insider information. But, but, but he didn't tell her why. He just said, I think you should sell this stock. And she did sell. So they tried to get her for insider trading, which she did not do. But what she did do which the, uh, the FBI asked her, did, were you in, did you ever, were you in contact with your broker? And she said no, and she, she got caught lying to the mm -hmm. FBI. That's okay. why she, yeah. So in other words, so the lesson here is if you are going to do insider trading, uh, take the fifth in front of the FBI. Or whoever talks to you and talk to your attorney. Now, yeah. a, good, a good example in, in insider trading is, the, is uh, Senator Mark Kelly, a uh, uh, Democrat out of Arizona, okay? And he, uh, he, uh, he exercised stocks option on an investment company that's developed a supersonic passenger aircraft, okay? Mm. Now, he, you know, he works for the company, you know, he, he, he uh, exercised the stock options, but he failed to report it, uh, and he, which he should have done. Uh, and so he paid like $200 in a fine? What's a big deal? Right, and then and then what the important here is is to prevent things like this. Uh, the SEC has Rule 10b5-1, which says now that if you're an insider at a company and you're going to divest in stock in the company or buy uh, stock in the company, you need to uh, give advance notice on how much shares you're going to buy and how much shares you're going to sell. And you saw that in Tesla. When um, when the when the, uh, the guy from Tesla uh, sold all those sold, I think was it ten uh, ten billion dollars in Tesla stock. Elon and Musk, yeah, he just it, did that, didn't he? But he already had said that you know he already had put there in, in, in with the SEC with the Securities Exchange Commission that he was going to sell that much stock. Okay. Okay. And, and that's how this, that's how that prevents it keeps tries to keep keep a little rain on in, in, insiders and companies. But Congress doesn't have that. All Congress does is they have to say if they bought or sold stock, and if they don't, if they don't, uh, you get fined two hundred dollars. Now I think in, you know when I ran for treasurer, I had to put down you know my you know what assets I owned. And if I didn't, if I didn't send that information in, I was going to be fined a hundred dollars a day. Until and I they only do two. Yeah, you know what? When I ran for the state house, shoot, what was it? Jack Boy would be twenty three. Coming up on twenty three years ago, um, 
They changed the rules, but didn't tell anybody. And when I filed my reports, they fined me 180 bucks because I didn't follow the rules. And my, my manager, campaign manager said, but these are the rules. Well, no, the rules have changed since that thing was given out. Well, when, when, you know, when are we going to get? So they stuck me for 180 bucks, and, and they're not even following their own rules. So, you know, I... Those rules are, are, are a lot more, you know, fines are, are more for an individual running for local office than they are for... Con yeah. Well, that uh, and again, that's all the more reasons why nobody's got trust in them, where I said this article where you actually heard Fox News praising a couple of MSNBC reporters and analysts who were calling out Pelosi on the fact that Congress is basically cheating and the only people who they have to answer to is themselves, so it ain't even cheating, it's 200 bucks. So, I mean, they can wave a flag and point a finger and go, well, we, we caught him and we made him the, the full extent of the law. Well, the full extent of the law is 200 bucks. I mean, as a member of Congress, he should tip that much at lunch. Well, look at it this way. You know, you got an election coming. You don't want to uh, report your because that's all public record. You don't want to report your stock trades because you don't want the people that are electing you to go, oh man, yeah, you made $10 million on, 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 on this stock transaction and you already knew about this information. And why didn't you let us know about it? You know, you could easily told us so we could get rich too. But, uh, <laughs> And, and, and by not recording it, they get away, you know, at, you know, after they get elected. And then after the election, they can say, oh, I had $17 million in stock, stock transactions, and I'm just doing it now. That, so, and there you go. That's why. So you just pointed a finger and go, oh, oh, you're a crook and a lying ass. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. I can understand why you didn't tell me that before the election. You know, they should not be able to sell stock. Yeah. They well, should not be able, and that's what those two analysts said. This, how can this possibly be legal? Well, when they're the ones who get to make up the rules and the punishment for themselves, it's just one more example of everybody thinking, well, you know, they don't, they don't have to follow the same rules we have to follow, and it's a big old scam job, and these are the people who are deciding our lives. What they, what they should do, like I said, they should be either be able to put money in a mutual fund or put money with a money manager that has discretion and that does the buying and trading without their input. And that would be... Yeah, great. but that's something else, too. I mean, without their input, they're going to get some secret text from somebody or, like, you know, if they go to a meeting and tell an aide who tells an aide who tells an aide who tells an aide and the aide tells them, that's not their input. They should not be able to buy stock. Let them buy mutual funds and bonds and things like that, but they shouldn't be able to buy stock while they're in office. But uh, I think that would be kind of hard to pass because most of them, remember, your, your average senator and, uh, and, you know, mainly senators, you know, mainly millionaires. That's why, yeah. you know, that's why they, you know, yeah. they, they, They'll fund their campaigns to get elected. Once they get elected, then, you know, you get the, the packs and all. Well, that's why so many people uh, spend so much money to get those gigs, you know? So, anyway. We got other stuff to talk about, Los, but I'm out of time. I surely appreciate you talking to me. I'll catch up with you later about the other things we talked about. And uh, go Tigers, huh? Go Tigers tonight. It's going to be an interesting game to watch, and LSU's going to try to win field position tonight in order for them to win. Okay? Good so enough. Take care. Wrapping up Spudcast right after this. 
Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Carlos Hornbrook, stockbroker, lawyer, tax lawyer, and newlywed, watching an LSU game. Anyway, appreciate you guys taking the time to join me here on the Spycast Podcast. Got more stuff coming up for you later in the week. In the meantime, you can find this podcast on uh, Red Circle and uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts and on, uh, what is it, uh, Public Radio and just a bunch of others, including my uh, Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans. John McConnell, and The Big Teasy, and on Twitter at SpudGotThat. If you'd like to sponsor the SpudCast or you want to be a guest or anything, just contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.